Hello, you guys, and welcome to the first ever episode of Sunday Questions, the podcast. I am so excited to finally be putting something out onto the internet and the audio space because I have for so long been saying that the podcast is coming out soon, and I do regret being so declarative and saying that the podcast was going to come out in September because a series of life events happened nothing crazy. Um, But I just felt like it wasn't the right time to actually start the podcast because I was pouring into so many other cups, if you will. Anyway, that stage of my life, that was a great season of life, very chaotic, lots learned. Um, And now I feel like I actually can come to the podcast with even more perspective and depth. So I'm excited that I delayed it and I'm excited that we're starting in a new season. We're starting right before 2023. It's currently Christmas Eve, which I actually have recorded so many first episodes and scrapped them all because they they weren't what I wanted the first episode to be. And I felt like the first episode was going to be because it's a solo episode and not all my episodes are going to be solo episodes. In fact, I think I'll mostly have guests on. But because this is my first introduction and the first time that a lot of people who are listening probably will be getting a kind of taste of what I'm like beyond my Instagram account, which obviously can only give an idea of of what I'm really like. Because of course, I try to be super authentic on my Instagram, but without fail, um, those platforms always fall short of conveying aspects of my personality and of anyone's personality that you would get in real life or that you would get in something that's a little bit more real time, like a podcast. So that was actually one of my greatest intentions with starting the podcast was to give people a better idea of what I'm like because oftentimes I find that people actually misunderstand me because they've made assumptions based on how they know me through Instagram when there's so much more of my personality that maybe just doesn't come through or is difficult to convey on that platform. So starting a podcast partially was because I knew that this was a really great mechanism for me to kind of let myself be seen in a greater capacity by people who might only ever get to see me through the screen. And so I thought that a podcast would be a really awesome mechanism to expand the community that I've created, I guess. I don't know. That sounds kind of like Kayleen-centric, but I do feel like there's a community of people who are into the wellness, kind of self-development, life strategy space, consciousness, spirituality, whatever you want to say. I feel like there's a lot of topics that my platform kind of traverses, which is awesome. But I wanted to start a podcast because it felt like the natural next step of letting the people in my life get to know me on a deeper level, both the people that I see every day or every week and the people who I've actually never met. And so I want everyone to know that everyone who's listening is really important to me and to the mission of this podcast and that I hope to feature a lot of other voices. But I wouldn't have had the confidence or the enthusiasm to start a podcast like this without getting such incredible feedback over the years from so many amazing followers and friends and family. So I'm so grateful to be starting a podcast. I'm so grateful that anyone is listening. If someone is listening, I'm so glad. (laughs) I'm just excited. I think it's going to be really fun. And I have to, of course, acknowledge that the first few episodes inevitably are just going to be shit. And that's totally fine. I'm sure I'll look back on them a year from now and just be mortified by either the things I said or how I spoke or anything, whatever. Well, a year from now, Kayleen, if you're listening to this, get off of your high horse. And I'm excited. I'm excited that there's going to be this like learning period of learning how to podcast efficiently and how to actually say productive things instead of just listening to myself talk, especially in a solo episode. So I hope to approach every episode with intention 
and just make everything productive. Like I never want to have an unproductive episode or a useless conversation on here. I want this to be something that brings value not only to me, but to everyone who's listening. So I know that the first few episodes are going to be really gnarly and maybe they're going to be boring. And if you guys keep listening to them, just know that I love you and I really appreciate your patience because I might not have been so gracious. And I really do hope that if you guys have feedback, you'll let me know because I totally, totally appreciate any constructive criticism. And I think especially in the early stages of creating something that you're really passionate about, it can be easy to be defensive. Um, But honestly, I appreciate any expertise of any kind, editing, audio, topics, any advice you guys have, I would really love because like I said, this is after all a community of some sort and to have everyone involved in creating something that is just wonderful for everyone is my main goal. So anyway, I just gave such a spiel into the beginnings of this podcast and some disclaimers, but I barely even given an introduction. So hello, um, I am your host, Kayleen Bracken. And it sounds so weird saying on the mic, saying my full name, (laughs) but I'm your host, Kayleen, and this is Sunday Questions, the podcast. So a little bit of background into who I am and why I'm podcasting. I am 20 years old. I'm currently a junior at Vanderbilt University in Nashville, Tennessee, which is where I live for most of the year. And I'm also a member of the women's division one lacrosse team at Vanderbilt, and I've been on the team since my freshman year committed to go there when I was a junior in high school. So there always is going to be kind of with my story and the stories that I tell, especially, you know, from the past two years and in the next two years, I have been a lacrosse player since a very early age. My whole family has been involved in lacrosse. Extensive relatives have all been involved in lacrosse. Um, So I grew up playing, committed to Vanderbilt when I was a junior in high school and have since then been pretty active in the world of college sports. Um, One, by playing. Two, by when I was a sophomore in college, I wrote a piece called A Letter to College Sports. So if you're here from reading A Letter to College Sports and that's how you found me, welcome. I'm so glad to have you and we're definitely going to have some really awesome conversations and incredible guests to talk about those things because there are so many people who actually know way better than me and that is really exciting. I felt like I had to make that disclaimer because I have had a lot of people find me through my work with college sports, which is really ironic because my friends will tell you that for years, like especially senior year of high school, freshman year of college, lacrosse was like not something I really associated with my personality. It was just like another thing that I did. Even the other day, my sister was laughing. She was like, it's so funny because now all these people are associating you with lacrosse. She's like, to me and my friends, you're just someone who basically like shit posts to wellness content on Instagram, but realistically you also do play lacrosse, but that's like such an afterthought. So it's funny because my relationship with lacrosse has come and gone. Um, and I've never considered myself one of those people who's like super immersed in the lacrosse community, but now I found myself at kind of the heart of the mental health conversation in college sports, which is so cool. And obviously that goes far beyond lacrosse. It goes to every sport, goes to professional sports, to peewee sports. It's really amazing that I've had the opportunity to get into this conversation about mental health, which I'm so passionate about for athletes of all ages and all backgrounds. We're trying to work on expanding to all backgrounds authentically because currently, of course, I'm only speaking to a limited population of people. Anyway, that's such a tangent. That was my little uh, paying homage to the work that I've done in the mental health of college sports. And if you found me through that, like I said, trust, I will have plenty of conversations about that on here. But 
on the flip side of that, I, like I said, playing a lacrosse, although it is part of my identity, it is not my entire identity. And it's really important to me that I make the mental health conversations, the life strategy conversations, whatever it may be about all people. Um, Of course, it wouldn't make sense for me to appeal to like 80-year-olds and also 15-year-olds. So typically what I'm talking about, the audience that I'm assuming is listening are young adults. So anyone between like 15 to 25, 26, you're out of that age range. This does not mean that I'm not speaking to you, that I don't want you involved in the conversation. I am beyond thrilled to have you here. And I think if anything, that will help us expand the conversation to an even wider scope of people, which is really exciting. And ultimately, that's my goal. So like I said, sports conversations will happen. Mental health conversations will happen. But I really do think most of my content on here, same thing with on my Instagram, will focus on the greater population of people that maybe you don't play sports, but you are a musician. Maybe you're an actress, an actor. Maybe you have a hobby that you're really passionate about. I don't even care. Whatever you want, whatever you can get from this, take what you need. Absolutely leave the rest. Nothing I say is Bible. Nothing I say is, and by Bible, I don't actually mean the religious connotation. I just mean like not everything I say is going to be right. In fact, I frequently am wrong and not everything I say is going to work for you. Some things you're going to be like, I don't, I don't need that. Kayleen, that's not my thing. So leave it. Take what you need, leave the rest. I hope that that premise of this podcast is something you hold close when you listen because I'm always going to say things that maybe just don't serve you and that's totally fine. It doesn't mean it's bad. It doesn't mean it's wrong, but it just means it's not for you and for you to be able to discern what is for you and what is not is something that I hope you learn through this. Okay, anyway, I'm totally rambling, which is fine, but... (laughs) I actually did make podcast notes, which is shocking even to me because the first few podcast episodes I tried recording, I was just guessing. And honestly, having these very few notes is helping me stay on track. So like I said, my name is Kayleen Bracken. My account on Instagram was previously called Kale with Kale. And I apologize to anyone who is still in the mourning process of that username. I know you guys are out there. And I apologize. Honestly, the only reason I changed the name was for like recognition purposes. And also because the account had far expanded beyond simply being about food and kale. So my name is Kayleen. A lot of people call me Kale, like C-A-I-L. Sounds like the cruciferous vegetable, but is really just a shortened version of my name. Um, But a lot of people do think my name is like Kaylin or Callie or a number of things. And I just don't care enough to correct people. But if you wanted the inside scoop, my name is pronounced Kayleen. It's Gaelic and it's not spelled in a way that is at all intuitive. But you know what? That's the name I got and it's grown on me so much over the years. But I do get frequently called the wrong name and I just don't have it in me to correct people. So if you've been reading my account as Kaylin Bracken, I know this is jarring. <laughs> my name is Kayleen. My manager actually found out the other day because she'd been calling me Kaylin for months. And I was like, I guess I said Kayleen. And she's like, am I saying your name wrong? I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I don't, it's, it's Kayleen. But, you know, I'll respond to anything. And she was like, oh, my goodness. I can't believe I've been calling you the wrong name. Not only because it wasn't your name, but because she was like, Kaylin and Kayleen are just such different vibes, which I don't totally know what that means, but I get it. And so I thought that was funny. I wanted to give a little bit of background beyond just being about me and the mental health work I've done, 
like a background into why I'm starting this podcast and why I've decided to call it Sunday Questions in particular. So the reason that I chose Sunday Questions as the name for my podcast is because a few years ago I started this series on my account on every Sunday I would do the Ask Me Anything box and after a while I started calling it Sunday Questions because that's actually one of my favorite parts of having my account which I'm sure people have gathered that based on following me and how excited I get about those things and how much time I put into answering the questions. But a few years ago, probably I guess when I was, I started the account in 2019, it's currently 2022. So I want to say like around 2020, I started doing these question boxes and I forgot, I was talking to one of my friends, Miranda, and she said, I was like, I just really love when people ask me for advice. I love having these conversations with people. I love questions. I've always loved like I love interviewing people. I love being interviewed. I just think that there's so much fun rapport that's built between two people who are asking one another questions. And so that was something I wanted to create on my account and create this like virtual, you know, simulation of that kind of interview style conversation. And Miranda said, she's like, if you want people to ask you questions, just like start acting like you're a questions account. And her and I, something we've constantly talked about is the idea that people will believe you when you tell them how you are or who you are or what you're like. Like if you tell someone enough times like, oh, I'm always late. I'm always late. I'm always late. Even if you're never late to something with them, they're just going to believe you. They're just going to be like, oh, you know, you're always late. So funny because there's a theory called Charles Cooley's theory of looking glass self. And I learned it in sociology senior year and I have not been able to stop thinking about it since. And it's basically the idea that, okay, get your mind right because it's this is kind of a mind fuck, but it goes, I am not who you think I am. I am who I think you think I am. So basically what it's saying is that how I believe you're perceiving me is how I'm going to then project. Like I will reflect how I believe that you perceive me. So we try to meet other people's expectations. Anyway, that's basically was the foundation of her being like, Keelan, if you want to be a questions account, just act like you're a questions account. And so I started doing questions every Sunday. And for the first few months, honestly, it was like pretty dry. I would get like 10 questions. Maybe I will admit that at some point I was asking myself questions that I'm being really vulnerable. Everyone don't shit on me for that. I mean, you can, I don't really care, but I was asking myself questions. I'd be like, favorite podcast, whatever. Um, I don't do that anymore. I'm really lucky that I now get plenty of questions. I don't feel the need to ask myself questions anymore, but that was part of the process of me starting to act like Miranda said, like a questions account. And people just started associating me with Sunday questions. Like I can't even tell you the amount of people that come up to me and bring up Sunday questions in particular. And it means the world to me because that's my favorite part of my account. And that's my favorite part of what I do and what I bring to the internet because there are so many wellness accounts out there. And they're so, I think it's easy to fall into the trap of posting like for the algorithm and posting things that people will maybe like, but they won't really engage with. And that's why I think Sunday questions for me, I feel like is what sets me apart from a lot of other accounts that I follow, at least in the sense of like creating that conversation. I'm not saying it makes me better than any other account. It just is a little bit different. And as the creator behind those things, I have a really good time engaging with people. And now I have people who will ask questions every week. And I get like, on average, probably like 30 to 40 questions every week, maybe 20 to 30. It depends on the day. But I have a lot of the same people asking questions. And it's formed this kind of like parasocial relationship, which is funny because I think those can also be kind of weird. But 
I do now have people who I feel connected to because they engage with those and people in my life who maybe I didn't feel that close to upon initially meeting and then they reach out to me via, I keep saying get with Kale, via my account and send any questions. Then we have start conversations through that and I get to know them better. And it is kind of this nuanced parasocial relationship that our generation is navigating. But it is also really cool. And so that's why I started Sunday Questions in the first place. And when I was debating making a podcast, and this is something I've been thinking about for like a year and a half, because as a lot of you guys know, I'm an avid podcast listener. I'm like obsessed with curating podcast playlists. And I just have the best time listening to podcasts. I feel like I have 20 on deck at all time and they're so much fun. So I've always wanted to make one. And I went through phases of even talking to different friends and people being like, oh, well, you know, we should start a podcast. And ultimately, I decided that I just wanted to do it on my own because I think Sunday Questions is a part of my, like, quote unquote, brand that is really close to my heart. And I wanted to expand that into the next stage of my expansion as just an individual, not even just as a creator. But I basically, it was like a no brainer starting um, the podcast and calling it Sunday Questions because I love Emma Chamberlain's podcast, Anything Goes. If you haven't listened to it, it's really good. And she does something called Advice Sessions. Basically, it's she probably has like seven or eight of them on her uh, podcast feed, but she's awesome and she'll do different like people will write in just questions and things they need advice on and she'll give them advice. And I love that forum. And uh, usually they're kind of like organized in the sense of a lot of people will write in about relationships and she'll do an episode about relationships. And so I wanted that to be the basis of my account because I do have all these amazing people writing in with really amazing questions, like questions that I wish I had asked people before I kind of found my way to their quote unquote answers because they're actually not answers so much as they are just an, an exploration of how I feel about the question or what I know about my own experience with what the question pertains to. So again, I think it's really important that I emphasize that I'm not an authority. I'm not an expert on anything that I talk about because although I have a background in mental health and nutrition and wellness, it really does not qualify me to be the be-all, end-all teller of all things or knower of all things. Like I'm literally 20 years old and there's so much that I don't know. I still make so many mistakes and I'm still learning every single day. Of course, like I don't, I don't even know if that's necessary to disclaim, but I just want to make sure that everyone knows I'm approaching this with humility. And I never want you guys to think that whatever I'm saying is something that I believe is the only truth. I'm so open to other people's perspectives. I'm open to other people's perceptions of the world. Um, And I never want you guys to feel like I'm being condescending or a know-it-all, honestly. (laughs) So that was important to me to disclaim. But again, so I chose Sunday questions because I wanted to make episodes that were kind of organized by topic. So I wanted to every few weeks just do like a a little announcement, I guess, on my Instagram story, like, hey, doing an episode on relationships, send in your relationship questions, and then I'll have a guest on. I have a bunch of friends who are, I'm not in a relationship, but I have a bunch of friends who are in relationships and they give the best advice. So although I do love giving relationship advice, I don't really think it's fair for me, a single person, to be giving extensive relationship advice to people. So I'll have my friends come on for that, but that is such an aside. Um, that's basically how I want to organize the podcast, though. I want to do like different topics, invite different people to come. I want to incorporate other voices, of course, like I said. And I also just really want 
the whole thing to be based off of not seeking answers so much as like we have these really valuable questions. How can we explore these questions in a way that benefits both parties like myself, whoever else is on the podcast episode, and also all the listeners? Like I really want this to be a collective conversation. I don't want it to be like, here's the question. This is the answer. Moving on. I want this to be like, here's the question. What answers do we think are here? What can we draw from this question? What can we learn from this person's experience? What experiences have we had? Where is their resonance? Where is their dissonance? And just go from there and then keep the conversation going even after, you know, I've edited the episode and put it out. Like that's only the starting point for where these conversations are occurring. And then they expand into your communities, into your worlds, into your social circles, whatever it is. And we all find these answers together, which ultimately is the whole point of this. Because like I said, I keep harping on the fact that this is a community, but my whole point in going through these questions and answering Sunday questions is to make people, because I know that more than one person has the same question. So I mean, I have the same questions that a lot of you guys have. And so I want this to be a testament to the fact that we're all in this together. However old you are, whatever your background is, not one person is alone in this human experience and to be able to figure it out together or to at least act like we're figuring it out or trying to figure it out and making sense of certain things and finding meaning in places where we hadn't found meaning before, finding purpose in things that might have previously been kind of random or boring or unexciting, whatever. I want that to be the initiative here is like regardless of whether or not these answers are quote unquote right, regardless of whether or not these answers are perfect, even regardless of whether or not these answers are helpful to you specifically in your situation, I want the foundation here to be the fact that we're all trying to come together to understand these things instead of acting like we're alone in our our problems or our perceived problems, our situations, whatever it is. I don't want anyone to feel like they're alone because I promise you, if there is a question that you have about life, whatever it is, there are at least a thousand other people who have the exact same question, if not more. There are so many, so many things that we act like are ours to carry and they're actually just another facet of the human experience. And I hope that that comes through as we discuss a lot of the different things that we're dealing with, especially for anyone else who's in their 20s. I just started my 20s and my God, people were not kidding when they said it's confusing. Like I've been in my 20s for less than six months and it was like a switch flipped and I was just like immediately 20 years old, you just get life becomes 20 times more confusing and overwhelming, (laughs) which is actually kind of exciting and gives me some fun topics to talk about. But it is a really important time, I think, that people, young adults especially, come together and say like, do you know what the fuck is going on? Because I certainly don't. And not then panicking together, but saying like, oh, okay, so no one knows. And people who act like they know, they don't know either. And so if no one knows, this is actually pretty exciting because we all get to kind of explore together. So with that spiel, I will now get into a little bit more on me as a person because I'm sure most people listening are people who are my friends and already know me very well, but I know there's also people who only know me through Instagram and I really want the podcast, like I said, to be a way for people to get to know me better and get a better sense of who I am and what I'm about and also just understand that I really don't have as much shit figured out as it might look like on Instagram because I get that a lot. Granted, someone at a party and she was like, oh my god, I've been following you for months and I just like, you have your shit together. I was like, oh my god, no way because I actually did not have my shit together whatsoever this summer, but thank you. 
And she was like genuinely dumbstruck by the answer that I had because although it was, it felt so honest to me and authentic to me. And had I said that to any of my close friends, I would have been like, oh yeah, for sure. That makes sense. But saying it's someone who just follows me, that's, you miss out on parts of my personality as you would with anyone when you just follow me on Instagram and you don't know me in person. And so I think that this is kind of like the middle ground between seeing me on Instagram, understanding me as a figment of your social imagination which is essentially what anyone you follow on Instagram is if you have perceptions about them. And then understanding that I'm also quite the complex individual, as are, I'm sure, all of you. And so I think being able to create this middle ground between what you see on Instagram and then what people in my life see on the day-to-day and inviting more people who only see me through the screen or see my Instagram stories or whatever to be able to also understand my thought processes, my experiences, just talking about my life on here, I think is going to be really exciting for all of us. I mean, granted, some of you might not care at all, and that's totally fine. I, I'm very comfortable with that. And if you don't care, then by all means, do not listen. But that is just an aside because I wanted to give an introduction into myself and what I do. Basically, just some frequently asked questions so I can give you guys a sense into my day-to-day life, what I'm what I'm up to, I guess. So here are like the basic facts. So I'm 20. I go to college in Nashville, Tennessee at Vanderbilt University. I am a junior, so that's I'm a third year student. And I am on the women's across team. I am originally from northeastern New Jersey, which is where I'm reporting from right now in my childhood bedroom or the bedroom that I have been banished to since my childhood, rather. So I grew up in Ridgewood, New Jersey, which um, if any of my Ridgewood friends are listening, hello. But grew up in Bergen County basically my whole life. And I was actually born in Connecticut, so I have like a weird kind of love for Connecticut, although I lived there for a very short period of my life. I don't remember any of it. But I, like I said, grew up in New Jersey. It's like the suburbs, probably like 35 minutes outside of the city. The classic, like people who say, quote unquote, 15 minutes outside of the city, which is just about a traffic jam away from an exaggeration, like a severe exaggeration. So I have claimed that I live 20 minutes outside of Manhattan. The reality is that it's probably a good 35, 40 on a really good day, but grew up going to Manhattan a lot. So New York has always been really special to me. The East Coast, I love. I don't know if it's my forever location because if you've been following me, I've very much over the past few years fallen in love with the West Coast. I spent a lot of time in California, a lot of time in LA, San Diego, and I love those places so much. And then I also spend a lot of time in Hawaii on Oahu, uh, specifically on the North Shore of Oahu, which is ultimately where I think I would love to end up. Who knows? I don't know anything about what I'm going to want in like two days, let alone five years. But But I love to travel and I've gotten really lucky that I spend Most of my time when I'm not in Nashville, I either spend it on the North Shore of Oahu, which is just the best place on the planet, um, or I spend a lot of time in California, like I said. So I've done more time on the East Coast. This past summer, I spent a lot of time on Rhode Island, and I actually fell, would it be on or in? If any of Rhode Island people are following me, please let me know if it's on Rhode Island or in Rhode Island. Anyway, I spent a lot of time in Newport, Rhode Island, and I absolutely loved it. So I do now feel more fond towards the East Coast, and there's a little bit more dissonance between if I'm an East Coast girl or a West Coast girl, but that's actually not important at all because the reality is that I currently live between New Jersey and 
Tennessee. So I'm either in the Northeast or nearly the Deep South. So that is currently where I stand as geographically, but you'll learn quickly. I think that I love to travel spontaneously. Typically, I love to go random places at random times and I have a lot of fun doing that. That's like a huge part of my life is figuring out what I can do when I can do it, especially right now because I'm in college and I'm also playing lacrosse. I don't have a lot of time or a lot of breaks um, other than summer to go do things that I want to do. And I love playing lacrosse. I love every minute of being with my teammates and being at school and I love college. So I'm not like resentful that I don't have the breaks that some other people do, but I do make a point to then capitalize on the weekends that I have and capitalize on my summer break. So travel is a huge part of my life and I often get questions on how I travel so much, especially as a student, and also just financially how I travel so much. And that leads me to my next frequently asked question, which is that I work for a company called mindbodygreen.com. It is a lifestyle media company. We have an online publication. We also have newsletters and classes that we sell, as well as podcasts, products, the whole nine. It is like the wellness kind of like pinnacle of wellness products, wellness content. It is amazing. It's super aligned with me. I've been working with them since June of 2021, so about a year and a half. I absolutely love it. I was initially I was hired as the nutrition e-learning intern. So that basically is focused on the projects that we sell, the products rather. We sell different classes and so we'll sell like a health coaching certification program. We do a functional nutrition coaching, a bunch of different programs and I was initially hired to work on a lot of the copy stuff, so a lot of writing for those programs because I have a background in editing. So I was editing and auditing basically pre-publication stuff for the beginning stages of my work at MindBodyGreen, and then I ended up staying with MindBodyGreen for, it's kind of indefinite at first, like just extending the internship, and now I've been working with them since, like I said, a year and a half ago, and I now do a bunch of nutrition e-learning stuff. I am primarily focusing on editing things, but I also now do a bunch of behind-the-scenes work for our health coaching certification program. So that's kind of my main focus right now at work, which is so much fun. I have the coolest team that I work with, and it's just such a pleasure to work for a company that I really care about and that I actually like. So that is how I travel so much because one, my job is remote, and two, I'm so lucky and so grateful that I have an income from working. And it, of course, working the amount of hours that I do during college does make my life a little bit different looking than some other college students because I'm juggling lacrosse and then school, of course, because I'm a full-time student, and then work, and then also my work in the mental health space, which I can also get into. But my primary job, um, and it's funny, people, of course, anyone else who's in college will understand that there's just this constant question of what do you want to do after college? What are you going to do? You know, where do you want to live? Where do you want to end up? And it's funny because when people ask me like, you know, what do you want to do? What's your, what would you love to do with your major? And I study the communications of science and technology. So basically just science writing, which is really similar to what I've been doing for Mind Body Green for the past few years. And it's also, it's a really funny situation to be in when you're like, oh, I actually, I'm doing what I wanted to do. So, you know, I'll see what the next step is after college or at whatever point I decide to pivot or whatever happens with my career. I think that it's funny to actually be in the position you want to be in in college. Like I dreamt of having a job like this. And now that I have it and I've had it for a while, it's super funny when people ask me what I want to do after college, because for a split second, it makes me almost unsatisfied with the job that I have 
when really I, I need to realize that there's so much value in working for a company that you feel comfortable at, that you like, that you actually enjoy doing work at. And that is just like above all else in that college career conversation. I think I've had to find my own security with saying like, I'm not going into investment banking. I'm not going into consulting. I love what I do. And there's nothing wrong with those fields. I promise some of my best friends are going into those fields and you guys are all going to kill it. But for me, like, I know that's not what I want to do. And I know that's not aligned with me just as a person, energetically, spiritually, emotionally, I would not thrive in those situations. And so to be able to say, like, I'm actually doing what I want to do now and I'll see where the wind takes me, essentially, is something that I've learned that's really valuable. And so as we go out through this podcast, having conversations, especially talking to people in their 20s, I hope everyone acknowledges that, like, maybe you do know what you want to do. Maybe you're dying to do investment banking. That's incredible. I'm not. And I'm sure there's a lot of other people who are listening who don't know what they want to do or who are doing something now that they like. I even I have a friend who is telling me she like just adores being a barista. Like there is nothing wrong with that. If someone says, what do you love doing? What do you want to do? If you're like, I just want to be a barista forever. That's amazing. And if anyone poo-poos on you for it, that's on them. That's their insecurities, not yours. And so that was such a violent tangent of mine. But I'm again talking to myself. I'm sitting in a closet right now talking to myself. So anything that I say that sounds like I am being a loon, that's because I'm a little, I am a little bit. So I'm going to pause it and then gather my thoughts. Okay, we're back and the thoughts have been gathered. I, that was such a tangent. I'm not even going to listen to it back until I edit this, but I just know that it was probably a senseless tangent about careers, which is, and the future, which are the two things that are at the forefront of my mind recently because. I swear to God, every day someone asks me like where I want to end up after college or what I want to do or how many kids I want to have. And it is like the most violent inquiry ever because I'm literally 20 years old. And so if you're in that same boat, I encourage you to one, not worry about it. And two, try not to perpetuate those conversations because even I do it a lot. I'll be like, oh, do you know where you want to end up? Because it's such an exciting question to ask, but it actually puts so much unnecessary pressure on the person you're asking it to. So Again, tangent, but I feel like that's going to be a pretty big theme, especially in this next few, these next few episodes, this next season of podcasting, because being a 20-year-old, I feel like there's so much pressure on me to like know exactly what I want for the next 30, 45 years. So that's something that, like I said, is at the forefront of my mind and you guys just bore the brunt of my tangential fixation. That's actually not important. So I am going to carry on and explain the other portion of my career currently, which is basically writing and public speaking about the mental health aspect of sports, which is so exciting. It's really fun to be able to do that. And I, like I said, I wrote this piece called A Letter to College Sports in April of 2022 that did really well. It was picked up by US Lacrosse Magazine. Uh, I had the opportunity to go on Good Morning America, which was, I still, that's like still the craziest thing ever. And since then, I've been really lucky to be connected with so many amazing people in the world of not only college athletics, but professional sports and the whole Olympic sports, the whole sports community. Um, And so as I was talking about earlier, I had a hard time for a few years there really identifying with the role of being an athlete in my life. Like I felt like I had to either be not an athlete or an athlete. And I had a hard time. I felt like I didn't want to over-identify with either one. And only recently have I felt like I found the balance of understanding that you don't have to over-identify with either one. You can be both an athlete and a very regular, non-competitive, 
human being in the world. So that's something that I figured out. But it is truly probably the greatest privilege of my life at this point to have the voice that I do in the world of sports. It is so amazing to see how many adults especially have prioritized um, the voice of young athletes who are talking about mental health because it's clear that although the NCAA, who if anyone from the NCAA is listening to this, let's get the ball rolling. But um, it's cool to have so many adults who are, you know, generations above me saying like, we are dying to hear from you because we want change. We want change for our kids. We want change for our kids' kids whatever. It's so exciting to be able to have a voice in that space. And I was going to do this thing where I go through like 20 questions for you guys to get to know me. But honestly, we're already at 40 minutes and I don't want to make you guys listen to a whole symphony of me narcissistically talking about myself as though anyone cares. So basically, I was going to do those questions. And one of the questions was like, what's your proudest moment? And my proudest moment to date or proudest achievement, I guess the question was, is speaking at the Olympic and Paralympic Museum this past November. I spoke with two incredible, incredible individuals. That was amazing, and that was like the coolest experience of my life, was to be able to speak at a place with as rich a history as the Olympic and Paralympic Museum. Obviously, I am nowhere near being an Olympic athlete, not even close. So it was very humbling to be there and to see how prolific some of these athletes have been in history. But also just getting the opportunity to be there really reignited my passion about how important sports are, not just like winning and losing. Like I couldn't give less of a shit about winning and losing, but I really care a lot about the connecting power that sports has. And so that recently has encouraged me to really pursue the mental health of sports space. Like that is something that at first I kind of, ironically, a letter to college sports, I've been a writer for probably two years. And a letter to college sports was the first time that I actually wrote about sports, despite, of course, growing up and lacrosse had always been a huge part of my life. And I also did other sports that were a big part of my life. But I just never wanted to write about them because I felt like my writer identity was completely different from my athlete identity. And so merging the two just didn't really seem like something I wanted to do. And then when I wrote that piece, it was funny that that was the one piece so many people read and so many people know me for now because it was actually the first time I'd written about sports. And so over the past year, I've kind of had to acclimate to this idea of, okay, like you're kind of a sports writer now. You're not saying that I'm like writing for ESPN, but I do have to, in the work that I do now, like I just wrote a piece for a youth civics magazine. Like I had to get myself to this point where I'm like really interested in the cultural powers and the connecting power of sport. Because if I was constantly writing about like winning and losing and things that I already harped on, I would not have any fun with this and I wouldn't write things of value. And so that is my new kind of step in that side of my career of being like a public speaker, which is unreal to me. Like it's so cool to be able to speak in front of crowds and I feel lucky <laughs> that I just naturally enjoy doing it. And I also get to continue writing, which is my favorite thing in the world. I feel like that's the title that I identify most with is a writer. So that's been cool. It's it's a really cool career, a cool double-sided career. I feel really fortunate that I have an income that allows me to do the other things that I was talking about, like travel. And I'm also really passionate about food, which if you follow me, you of course know that. I love food. I like It is such a big part of my life, finding restaurants and doing shit like that. I think it's so much fun. So it allows me to do all of those things. And I feel like I live a really rich and spontaneous life because... I have the means to do it, which is really exciting to me because 
I mean, I grew up really privileged, but not anything crazy by any means. And so it's nice to have some financial independence in these early years of my life. And I'm also really passionate about finance. So I'm sure we'll do an episode on that. I would love to have like an actual expert come on and talk to us about finance because figuring out my personal finances has been such a game changer for me. And I am literally just rambling through random facts about myself. But honestly, we're kind of hitting all the stuff on the nose. Like we're kind of going through, we're rolling here. Like I honestly feel like I just answered a bunch of questions about myself without actually having anyone prompt me. So I kind of covered the frequently asked questions. Like I covered the lacrosse piece, the mental health piece, the college, my job. I think that's honestly travel, food. There's really, I'm a pretty simple person. Although I know that I did claim I was complex earlier in the episode. I'm a pretty simple person. And those are kind of like the things that I just cruise doing. So now that we're nearing the end of the episode, I'm going to do some rapid fire questions, just like get to know me. These are things that I found on the internet. So I love questions, like I said, and I feel like it's only fitting that we end the first ever episode of Sunday Questions podcast with some questions. So I'm going to go rapid fire, like I said. When's your birthday? My birthday is July 17th, 2002. I'm a Cancer. And for those of you who care, I have Virgo rising and a Scorpio moon, which are so accurate to me. I feel very in touch with my astrological profile. If you're a skeptic, I totally get it. Carry on. What's your favorite animal? My favorite animal are dogs. I love dogs more than anything in the whole world. Um, Runner-up is horses and runner-up to that is sharks. I will give no explanation for these. What do you do for a living? Are you in school? I currently work as an editor on the nutrition e-learning team at mybuddygreen.com. And I'm also a public speaker slash writer slash mental health advocate, if that's a real phrase. Are you in school? I am in school. I go to Vanderbilt University. Like I said, I study the communications of science, engineering, and technology. And I change what I say my minor is going to be probably once a week. Realistically, it'll probably be creative writing. But I love to say it'll be like neuroscience or something probably more exciting. But let's be real, it's probably going to be creative writing. I don't have that much time to devote to learning uh, neuroscience or actually learning how to do math. So if you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you go? Currently, I would go to probably Bali. I'm really into the idea of going to Bali right now. What was your favorite school subject? My favorite subject in school was sociology. I think some people expect me to say English, but I was not into English at all growing up. I don't know when I decided that writing was cool, but It happened and now I'm on that trail, but for a while there, I really was not interested. Do you have a small or big family? Oh, I have a medium-sized family, Um, my immediate family at least. It's me, I'm the youngest, and then I have an older brother who's 21 right now, an older sister who's 24, and then I have two parents. What genres of music do you like best? My favorite genre of music right now is like folk, but I don't know if I would say like Noah Kahn, Zach Bryan. I love those sounds right now. It's like what I'm really into. Um, Wild Rivers, just kind of like folky pop stuff like that. I also like alternative pop. That's what my Spotify rap says. Do you have a favorite song? My favorite song right now is The Good I'll Do by Zach Bryan, but my favorite song of 2022 is Strawberry Wine by Noah Khan, who is my favorite artist, and I'll probably talk about him a shit ton on here. How do you spend your free time? Okay, I was actually thinking about this the other day. I have very few hobbies, like they're very specific hobbies. I love to exercise. I do Pilates and I also run. I love long distance running with my whole heart. I think it is the most amazing sport. If I were good enough at long distance running to run in college, I would have loved to do that. 
I also, of course, love lacrosse, but long distance running really has a special place in my heart. That's a hobby of mine. And other hobbies, reading. I love to read. I love to write. I love to podcast. My main hobby, I would say, is traveling. And I, I say that's a hobby rather than like an endeavor because I, re- I really do act like it's a hobby. Like, oh, well, where am I going to go next? What am I going to do here? I love to travel for the sole purpose of going to certain food places that I want. So for example, like I want to go to Newport, Rhode Island next week, which is three hours away from where I live just because I want coffee. And it really takes being friends with me for like probably you'd need like a month of being friends with me to really realize that I'm serious about these things. Like I will drive inappropriate distances for food or fly even. Like if I get to a new city, you better believe I already have 20 spots that I want to try. And that is like the joy of my life. Like finding restaurants is a skill that I don't know how I developed it, but my restaurant finding, coffee shop finding skills are through the roof and I have so much fun doing it. And so that's actually like my favorite hobby of mine is to do those things. And recently other hobbies, things I've gotten really into are film. And I never thought I'd be a film kid and I'm I'm still not. If you're a film kid listening to this, don't worry. I'm not trying to appropriate your culture, but I have gotten really into movies, really into film, um, TV. I love, you'll notice quickly, I think probably by listening to the podcast that I have a really obsessive personality. And I actually want to do an episode on that because I think oftentimes people misconstrue that as thinking I'm like a super controlling person or obsessive like clingy person which is actually I'm quite the opposite but I get really fixated on random things at random times so like if I watch a show that I love I'll get fixated on it for like months like right now I'm really fixated on Wednesday the Netflix show and I have watched it four times and it came out like a month ago and I'm also currently focused or fixated on natural disasters because I've watched a few things on that. And so I go through these phases of being really obsessed with different things. And I didn't understand it at first. Like for a while, I just didn't acknowledge that I was obsessed with certain things. But then my friends started pointing out that I would like get obsessed with one thing and then move on to the next. And now it's a part of my personality that I just like adore because I know that I only have a certain amount of time with a certain fixation before it kind of dissipates and just becomes another area of knowledge that I randomly have in my little brain. So that is one of my hobbies is fixating on things. So fixating on film. I've recently also, in addition to Wednesday and natural disasters, I've been fixating on learning about like actors acting processes. And I've been really into watching varieties, actors on actors, episodes on YouTube. So those are my hobbies. I also watch a lot of YouTube. That's a hobby of mine. I don't have TikTok. I don't have Snapchat. I I'm not huge on social media despite being on Instagram. I don't really go on Instagram very much to look at other people's accounts. I go on usually to post or there's like probably five people who I follow that I will actually go actively to their accounts to see what they're posting. So those are my hobbies more generally in addition to cooking and baking, which are pretty standard hobbies for someone who's into wellness. But I want to say those are all my hobbies are you a morning or night person? I am a morning person, depending on the season. In the winter, I'd say I'm more of a night person. In the spring and summer, certainly a morning person. Recently, I've been waking up really late, though. I've gone through phases in my life where I woke up at like 4 a.m. consistently, and now I wake up totally sporadically. Sometimes it's like 7 a.m., sometimes it's 4 a.m., sometimes it's 12 p.m. Truly, it's like playing, you know, wake up roulette over here. But what is your favorite food or meal? My favorite food, I go through food fixations as well. My favorite food right now is tacos. 
I am really into like a shrimp taco right now, but I'm also really specific about tortilla quality and everything that goes into my tacos. But my favorite meal ever is actually the shrimp tacos from Surf and Salsa in Haliva on the North Shore of Oahu. That's like the best meal ever. If you're ever over there, you have to get the shrimp taco plate or the fish taco plate from Surf and Salsa. I love tacos. I love burritos. I love Mexican food. My favorite genre of food though, honestly, is Thai food. If you haven't had Thai food, it is spectacular and that is one of my favorite foods in the world. What is your favorite movie or TV show? My favorite movie is A Simple Favor with Blake Lively and Anna Kendrick and the runners-up to that movie are 22 Jump Street, 21 Jump Street, of course, because 21 walked so that 22 could run. Those movies are just masterpieces. I don't want to hear anything about Pulp Fiction in that conversation. We all know the best movie ever is 22 Jump Street. I put A Simple Favor before that because production-wise, I think it's phenomenal and the great acting, a really good plot. 22 Jump Street is also phenomenal, though. And my third favorite movie is The Other Woman with Cameron Diaz and Leslie Mann and Kate Upton. It's so good. It's just phenomenal. I also, just because we're in the holiday season, I love the holiday And I also love anything with Hugh Grant in it. So Notting Hill and Love Actually are also both high on my list because I'm going through a Hugh Grant fixation at the moment. And my favorite show of all time is Wednesday, like by far, by a long shot. But follow-up favorites are probably, I love the show um, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which is kind of similar to Wednesday. I just think Wednesday is so much better. But I did love that show when it was on. And then I also really enjoyed Hawaii Five-0, and I really liked Under the Banner of Heaven, but that was kind of a dark... I love dark psychological thriller type things. Those are usually my favorite, so most of the films that I watch are psychological thriller. Next question! Do you speak more than one language? No, I only speak English. I used to tell people I spoke Spanish, but let's be honest, I literally would have, like, I think my heart rate would spike to like 200 beats per minute if someone started speaking fluent Spanish to me and I was expected to respond coherently. So I no longer claim that I speak Spanish. Although I'm pretty proficient in understanding Spanish and talking about random things, I certainly am not anywhere near fluency. And I did delude myself into thinking that I was for quite some time. Next question is, (laughs) who is your celebrity crush or your favorite actor or actress? I'm just going to do both. Currently, I have so many celebrity crushes. I really love Jason Bateman. I also currently am going through a serious obsession with Percy Hines White, who is one of the main characters on Wednesday, and my friends keep shitting on me for it, but I really, for some reason, I think he's just so charming, and I love him, and I follow him on Instagram, and I think that we would really be great together, so if anyone knows Percy Hines White, please honestly put me in touch, because I think we would be very compatible. And my favorite actor or actress, right now my favorite actress is either Sadie Sink or Jenna Ortega which I think is cool because they're both like they're both the same age as me and I think they're just both incredibly talented actresses. I love so much of their work and I'm just currently so impressed with the two of them. So those are my answers for now. Those are my current favorite actresses. If you could meet anyone in this world today, who would you meet? Oprah Winfrey. What's the best type of cheese? Feta. What's the greatest risk you've ever taken? Probably nearly quitting lacrosse, which is I'll do an episode on that because it's just ugh, the story's honestly boring to tell at this point. But Either nearly quitting lacrosse, which would have been a massive risk, or I went skydiving in Fiji when I was like 16. That was, I mean, risky, but it was also very safe. So I don't know if I would count that. Okay, we're getting a little bit deeper now. I promise this episode's coming to a close soon, but (laughs) these are fun. If you could go back in time 10 years and tell yourself something, what would you say? I would tell myself, so I'm 20 now, I would have been 10. 
to keep dreaming really big because looking back now to so many of the things I dreamt about when I was little, so many of those things have actually come true. And I think there was a period of time in my life where I felt like I was dreaming way too big and that I was almost like audacious for wanting the things that I wanted. And if I could go back and tell little Kayleen, like, it's all going to work out and you're 10 years old, first of all, you don't need to be worrying about any of these things, but also say that so much of what you feel called to do isn't a coincidence and it's something that you should pursue and don't let other people's noise get in the way of you pursuing the things that fulfill you. Finally, last question I think we're going to go with is kind of funny. What is the craziest thing you've ever done in the name of love? I can assure you that this was not in the name of love because that was very dramatic, but it was in the name of a very serious crush. And I really liked this guy a few years ago and I knew his zodiac sign. And I promise to anyone who's listening, especially if someone keyed in Percy Hines White and he's listening to this, I'm not crazy. <laughs> I promise. I This was a really interesting moment of just me liking this guy so much. That it was actually, this is the funniest thing probably I've ever done for a guy, but I, oh my god, this is so out of character. It's, if you know me, this is like truly so bizarre that I did this because it's really not something I would ever do, but I knew a Zodiac sign and I think I had just gotten into like being into Zodiacs and being into astrology. Um, and I still don't know that much about those things, but I felt like it was like a good key in to putting myself, you know, giving myself an advantage in this, getting this guy to like me back. But I purchased this book called like how to get a his zodiac sign man to like you and or to like fall in love with you or something something dramatic and absurd and I spent 32 US dollars purchasing it and that to this to this day that is the craziest thing I've ever done just in general and I've done pretty crazy things but like that is just through the roof craziest thing I've ever done in general but most definitely in the name of love okay now that I just told that story which is equal parts embarrassing and ridiculous. I am signing off because it is 5 p.m. on Christmas Eve and I'm going to go hang out with my family. But this has been so much fun recording and I've had the best time. I'm literally still sitting in this closet because it's quote-unquote soundproof and I had the best time not chatting with you guys because this is a one-way conversation unfortunately, but I had the best time recording this and I'm really excited for it to be out there. I hope you guys are patient with me as I kind of figure out how to podcast in a way that is best for everyone. And I'm just thrilled. I'm so grateful that anyone's listening. If you're listening, I love you and I'm so excited to have you. And I promise the podcast will only get better, I hope. And I'm just psyched. I'm so excited about all of this. And Merry Christmas to those who celebrate. Happy holidays. I know Hanukkah is still going on. Happy Hanukkah to anyone who celebrates. And happy Kwanzaa. Happy holidays to everyone that is celebrating anything. I hope everyone has a really wonderful holiday season and I hope everyone has a wonderful night tonight, a wonderful day tomorrow and leading up to the new year. I hope you close out your 2022 with good energy. I really am so grateful for this whole year and I'm so grateful for all of you guys that I've connected with and if you're listening, I seriously mean it when I say that I love you and I'm sending you the best energy. I I'm sitting here in my closet. My butt has been asleep for a good 20 minutes and I just feel overwhelmingly excited to share this with the world, which sounds dramatic, but share this with at least the people who follow me. So I'm super excited and I know I keep saying that, but I really mean it. And I'm now going to sign off before I become a redundant nightmare. I love you all. Happy, 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 happy Sunday tomorrow. I will see you guys all next week. I'm planning on doing a like 2022 wrapped video 
video podcast and might have some friends on to do an episode about relationships. So stay tuned for those things and I'll try to keep you guys updated. Again, I love you all. Have a wonderful time with your friends, your family, your loved ones. I hope you guys are surrounded by people who make you feel incredible these next few weeks and I am sending you guys the most love in the world and I will see you or be in your headphones next Sunday. Hopefully, let's hope I get that through. Love you guys.